it's a fine line between, you know, drinking wine and squashing grapes, as we say in this business. And sometimes it's very subtle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Standard is the Standard, a Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Schwen, here with my good buddy, Brett. Brett, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, We talk a lot of Steelers, so I guess it's just going to sound like us not so drunk at the bar (laughs) rambling on about the Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, it makes sense for us to kind of give some input to our favorite team, I guess. That's kind of our whole point of this podcast. Our first episode, we're getting the jitters out of the way. Uh, we've been friends for a long time, yeah. and we've been Steelers fans for a long time. I know I enjoy these conversations, getting to talk Steelers with my man Schwinn, um, hoping that everyone else enjoys them as much as we do. Yeah, definitely. So, speaking of which, um, I, I thought it'd be fun just as a way to kind of break us into this new thing with our podcast to kind of talk a little bit about ourselves and kind of when we started liking the Steelers. Do you have, let's see... I've been a Steelers fan. If I had to calculate, it'd be my whole life. So I don't know where you're at, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, right around. I mean, I remember being in kindergarten and trying to sneak into the living room to, to watch with my dad and being told, no, go play with the other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to watch football. And I remember us having a conversation about Cordell Stewart, learning why he was called Slash. And that was my first like player that I fixated on. And from that point on, man, it's been diehard yeah. Steelers all the time. <laughs> yeah, they uh, there was... My dad is a pretty um, passive guy, but there was one absolute in my house, and that was on Sundays. We watched the Pittsburgh Steelers no matter what. Or, this is a fun one, which makes me feel a little bit old. Uh, <laughs> older than, Actually, older than I actually am. But uh, if we couldn't get the game on TV, we would listen to it on the radio. But the best radio station you could get it on at our house is... AM radio, so it sounds like we're literally listening in way older times than we were in the early 2000s, so it was kind of nice, and the only working radio in the house was like this old record player whole console set, so it really added to the fun, it was like we were all gathering around after dad got home from work or something like that, but um, yeah, we never missed a game, we were always, my dad used to record the games, and uh, we would watch them, if we couldn't watch them, uh, we would rewatch the tapes which is hilarious trying to avoid scores and stuff which is impossible nowadays but uh yeah i don't know i've i had a cordell stewart jersey that was my first jersey i remember it was one of the walmart special ones do you remember those jerseys oh absolutely and uh i don't know if you've seen the recent ones but uh they're different that's for sure (laughs) um like because for a while and they're not affordable anymore right like that was always the thing it's like well i can still be a fan at an affordable price guess how much a knockoff steelers jersey is at walmart I don't have a good guess. Fifty dollars. Oh my god. Fifty dollars. You're halfway there. Just save up for another season if you only got a fifty dollar budget, like, and get the real thing or AliExpress some cheaper. Dude, I was with the fam at Marshalls last weekend, and I saw actual stitched, like, legit bakers for twenty five dollars. So oh, okay. I mean, you, you pay <laughs> so more for the go. Walmart jersey. You that's, get the baker on clearance at that's Marshalls. A gr- so that's a great point. I think it's worth mentioning is that we are located in Ohio, <laughs> but so we are surrounded by Browns fans. But although. Di- Hard Steelers fans and where we grew up was technically closer to Pittsburgh by a few miles than Cleveland. Uh, we've always kind of just been given a bunch of crap about 
not being rooting for the home team, right? Yeah, dealing with the locals. So our Marshalls always has the brown stuff. I would like, I kind of like always thought like it, I should go check out the Marshalls and stuff like down <laughs> closer to Pittsburgh just to kind of get some better stuff. I know the Dicks have like way more. Uh, do the Dick Sporting Goods and Sewickley specifically? Yes, was awesome. you, you, it's it's easy to. Uh, I think I'm just so desensitized to seeing Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland stuff all the time. A little bit Cincinnati now that they're on the up and up again, but it's like I, my brain just shuts it off. I didn't even remember that it was an option to find like stores that had things I might actually want to buy for my NFL team. <laughs> so that's always like refreshing when you go down to the Berg, you know, have, uh, have you been to a lot of games? I was trying to count up how many I've been to the other day and I've officially lost count. Not that I've like been to that many, but it started to get into like the, like, I think nine to 12 range. So like somewhere in there, like I'm, I'm probably a few less than that, okay. less than 10. Um, but some, you know, some big ones. That's I yeah. just saw a tweet about the 2008 AFC Championship game last night. That's my favorite one. Particularly, yeah, that's what I was thinking about because I, I remember being extremely jealous that you got to go to that game. And it, you probably didn't even realize at the time just how legendary that group of players were on the field at that time. No, not something you were thinking about. All yeah. you, but you felt the stadium rock that night, boy. That defense is just, I don't know, it's unmatched, right? No, it's awesome some good times uh yeah i don't know there's something about the pittsburgh steelers that just uh, just feels right to me anytime you see a fellow fan one of my main moves is to like see how much of a steelers fan they are you know you got to dribble a little bit of a hey you're a fan okay great great you have the you you know the cordial thing right but then you got to ask something a little more in depth to see how much they like the team that's like my favorite thing to do and i'm always usually disappointed so um yeah i like to see how specific somebody's willing to get right (laughs) so what's uh what's going on with this yeah one thing that nobody actually cares about or you notice that um uh, I'm really bad about this, and uh, <laughs> I'm bad about this in a lot of aspects of my life, but when it comes to the Steelers, I can be extremely bad about just monologuing. And then I realize I've been talking to them about something they don't care about for 10 minutes, and they're just nodding along, yes, yes, yeah, sure, that's, you know, Calvin Austin's going to be a great wide receiver five or whatever. So, yeah. Man, it explains how we got here. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> true. But I always, that's why I've always valued, um, well, there's other reasons I like you as a friend, but it's always been something that we've been on the same page with. I feel like we have a mutual respect for like just how we not only follow the team, but watch the games and things like that. And it's it's always nice to have a buddy that's got the eye on everything like you do. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we even had that one game that we went and saw together where Mendenhall was out before, as we were walking in the gate. <laughs> yes, the Browns. definitely. We and into I, enemy territory. And I we're down feel like that's going to be in. like uh, brought up a million times over the course of us recording anything because it just felt we were already late to the game. And the first thing we walk into is a snowstorm and a, a torn ACL. <laughs> and it's just, uh, yeah, he, he was never the same after that either. Mm-hmm. You know, he uh, yeah, that was a real shame. Don't don't make me sad with the Richard Mendenhall. Oh, sorry, sorry, I just man. Have didn't such mean to a start soft, that way. It's the running backs. I have such a soft spot for him. I don't know why. I just love the position. Well, I'm planning on talking about happy things with running backs okay. today. Good, uh, good, yeah, good, we're good, good. The outlook there is real bright. That's perfect. I I think uh, that's great. So yeah, let's get into it. I I think uh, we sh- we sh- we just watched the Atlanta preseason game. 
a couple days ago, so it's a little bit fresh. I know you were watching. I watched the first half for sure. I had the second half on. That's how preseason stuff goes. We're not going to pretend like we're some over-the-top analysts. Like, we are fans, and... Our attention spans are that of fans. <laughs> yeah, I was about the same at about half. I was yeah, paying less attention. I don't, and then I honestly, I, I, I remember seeing like towards the end of the third, like nothing had happened. Basically, I'm like, okay, I obviously things happen preseason games. Some people love watching these little gritty position battles and things like that. Not that I'm, you know, opposed to that. I just, you know, that's life. Yeah, yeah, we all got other stuff going on as well. Most definitely. So, do you? How do you feel about? Let's talk about the the Atlanta game just a little bit more. I I kind of like was keeping track of our first few series and just how we operated. I just want to say this as a whole preseason wise, what I've seen and this game specifically, the Steelers have looked ready every single week. This team it Tomlin has them so motivated and it's so refreshing. It reminds me of older Steeler teams. Like it doesn't feel like there's this it feels like everybody's buying in every single week, you know? And maybe I'm just delusional and excited for NFL, but I don't know if you feel the same way, but we've been getting off to great starts. Yeah, I don't think that you're delusional for being excited about the preseason. It is the preseason, but uh, there's a lot to be said about being on the same page, being in sync, those type of things that matter. Um, how many times did we go, oh, Matt Canada last year? And I haven't thought yes. about Matt Canada's name one time this preseason. I saw him doing an interview in a stupid hat today, and I didn't even get mad about it. <laughs> so that was good. That was a good test of my Matt Canada scale. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny that uh, that's just another part. Like, we're, I'm so used to talking to Cleveland Browns fans and preseason hype. It's almost like a, a dirty thing to be <laughs> like, yeah, it's preseason. I'm kind of excited, you right. know. That is one of the frustrating things I've noticed, a theme during the game. And even in the pregame coverage and the little bit of the post I saw, and even some of the uh, tweets, whatever, are they still called tweets on X? I, it's, everyone in the industry is divided on whether you're calling it tweets or X, X's. X's? I don't know. I don't know what we're going to. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll catch on. Yeah. But <laughs> either way, I it was like they would be they would give the Steelers a compliment on something that they were doing or something to look out for, and then be like, "But keep in mind, Atlanta's not even playing anybody." And it's like, okay, we know, we know, we don't care. Yeah. You don't have to bring that up every big play. And it was like literally every time we scored they were like man this would be really interesting if they were playing somebody like right. okay we know like is this this is what this is for though yeah the, I, the thing that had me most excited and we've talked about this a lot uh was just that i saw kenny throw two passes on the numbers over the top not back shoulder throws mm-hmm. not these things that we keep seeing pickens climb the ladder and go get in practice uh, you know in latrobe right um but actual on in the game. money yep running type of over-the-top throws. so Both sidelines, too, yeah. so, which is great, you know, because it might seem insignic- insignificant, but having a quarterback that has – that shows that he's he's looking opposite directions. He's not staring one way. He's not looking a guy down. You know, that's nice. Once again, it wasn't against the starters. But still, I don't care. No. I really don't care. I don't care who was out there playing because even those passes in against the not starters looked better than some of the throws you pointed out to me from training camp that where he his ball his ball placement didn't look quite as evolved as we wanted it to be. But in this game, it looked like he was really putting the ball where he wanted to. Like not only was he hitting these receivers that were open, locating them, he's putting it in good positions, which will be so refreshing to see. 
it's been a long time since we've seen a quarterback do that. And that's not a knock on Big Ben. Love Big Ben. It wasn't exactly sexy there towards the end. Mm-hmm. So good quarterback play. It's been a while. Yeah, and you saw it last week, too. It wasn't just in Atlanta. The throw to Fryermuth in preseason Mm -hmm. week two was really good. And then the third down play to Allen Robinson, moving the pocket, reading the defense, finding the guy sitting on the sticks. Definitely. It was beautiful. I'm really excited about Allen Robinson. I think he's a great sneaky ad. I don't think we have to be so crazy to be excited about him being our third option on the team. You know, I think he's he's a past pro pro bowl player who literally – one new fantasy football championship. Done right, he did. Um, so like he's 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 done great things. He's been disappointed after he obviously signed that contract in Chicago and then had his little stint with the Rams. Right? Was that was he with the Rams? Um, yeah, he was I with the Rams. So. Yeah. And then so and it was kind of just disappointing. If he can stay healthy and on the field, he still looks like he has some speed to him. So I'm totally okay with that. They. Actually, they I I put a note of this. They uh, they gave him a, they put him in motion, and kind of swung it out to him. That's refreshing to see to me because that means he still has speed. You mm-hmm. know, like if they're willing to move him around and have him be that guy, he's still got wheels on him. And Allen Robinson is a fast dude. Like that's how he was making his money down the field. So I thought that was an interesting point. Not that I'm every time I see motion now, I still just have PTSD flashbacks to some of these offenses. I don't know about you. Yeah, but- I, I get it. I, but I, I'm also starting to see now that we're seeing a stronger offensive mm-hmm. output where the jet motion makes more of an impact even whenever you're talking about a two-yard gain or an incomplete pass. Just having to respect it and the things that it brings with it, I have more of an appreciation for this year, I think. I think we're going to see... It's possible... This is my optimistic um, outlook on what the offensive scheme could look like. Obviously, every Steelers fan is nervous to see what this is going to turn into. It's kind of do or die. And so with... with uh, with the Matt Canada thing, I think in the same caveat, we've kind of maybe self-cannibalized the offensive scheme in the past just because we didn't have maybe the personnel at quarterback or offensive line to run this fast, quick motion offense that we've been trying to run. I will give Mike Tomlin props for trying to innovate and stay with the the, the way of the league. You know, you, you either get with it or get left behind in the NFL. So you can't knock him for bringing in these guys and trying these type of things. Hopefully it works this year. I'm, I, I'm finding myself being optimistic again. Obviously it's been because of our success, but you know, maybe, maybe it works this time. That's my, my opinion on the motion business. I'm going to try not to get sick when I see a guy, um, sprint across the backfield on our team. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up Tomlin because, uh, for everyone out there, this is a pro Mike Tomlin podcast. Yes. Uh, that's why it's named after a Tomlinism. We love us some Mike T. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm totally behind. If that guy says it's a good idea, I'm on board. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the right call. Yeah, it's – I think it's easy. Uh, it's a very polarizing subject between Steelers fans about Mike Tomlin, but we sit in the camp of knowing firsthand what, what it could look like and who you could have running your Dude, team. we lifted the Duck Hodges season yes. and didn't have a losing record, bro. Like, what else do you need to see from a guy? I know it. That was <laughs> – uh, I, I, I like to call that the – No offense to Duck. Well – that was the Minka year, so that was magic in itself yeah. almost because uh, Minka is awesome. So, yeah, I just have – I kind of went drive by drive watch, watching it's the first two. The other things I had on the first drive, which was a touchdown drive right off the rip. Yep. Um, love seeing that because 
five remember. Five for five for Kenny, baby. Think about that was uh, that was the whole preseason, right? Yeah, no, all five, five drives. Five, yes, and let me just say this: I remember very clearly how we could not score last year. Not a, not a single touchdown. Like ever. <laughs> <laughs> so um, not only is it great to score early, it's great to see them score in general. Like I just need some yards. I need something. Even if we things don't work out in our favor this year, I just need something to root for on Sunday. And last year was it was a little bit rough at times, that's for sure. Even if the record doesn't turn out what we hope it will be, what we think it will be, this is going to be a much more exciting season than last year. Uh, yeah, there will be a lot more to get excited about on Sunday afternoons. Definitely. And I still – I've – how do you feel about Deontay – I feel like I'm still in the same place with him. Like, he's obviously super talented. He had the deep pass. That's kind of why I'm thinking about him. But uh, I'm excited to see. Hopefully, he gets back on track this year. Just need to keep him on the field and involved, you know. But he's hopefully going to catch the ball well, as that's, well. That's obviously the, the drops, man. If, yeah. if he cleans up that one part of his game, I think everyone feels so much more strongly about, you know, he's a, on a great deal for, mm-hmm. for what he got paid for his deal. Uh, he's a great value, and I think that there's some frustration with how stagnant the offense could be, and then to have a drop on a third down whenever you needed it was was it's tough frustrating. Last year. It's yeah. frustrating, uh, but that's also why some of these guys it's easier to I guess give them the benefit of the doubt watching last season because I think some of the smaller mistakes that wouldn't stand out as much on a good team really stood out like those key like you said like sometimes it was like we finally got momentum and now it's gone and for a team like we were last year that was a little more gritty uh those are really those can win or lose you the game essentially when you're grinding it out like that and playing above your skill level essentially which is what mike tomlin gets the pittsburgh steelers to do every year including last year when we surged at the end of the season those games are determined by a player or two like those are the real that's the real that's football football you know like right. that's steelers football grind the ball um that's they so speaking of grinding the ball like running backs they're still really concentrated on getting Najee up the middle. He's looked good up the middle. I'm great with that. Warren seems to be a phenomenal two-punch. Like, I love the running back room. Um, so that first drive even of the game, they gave it to both of them mm-hmm. and even some running backs. And and every time Warren touched the ball, it's it seems like he's gashing for five Five to five 15. minimum. Yeah. yeah, it's like five, five minimum. minimum. Yes, yes. And yeah, and then extra effort on the touchdown run. Yeah, that was um, great. That was great too. Yeah, tough uh, little guy. He's just a shot out of the cannon every single time, and like those type of players are just so fun to watch. I think just the difference in the two, having the the power back plus the home run hitter, it's one of the things that made the Cowboys' running game prolific last year. Now, obviously, the good offensive line helps. Definitely, um, and we're getting better in that in that instance in that respect. Definitely. And and I think it's important still to remember just how we don't sit and uh, use excuses as like injuries as excuses. The Najee being injured early on did kind of formulate. He got a lot better as the season went on. I sure. remember pointing that out to you early in the season last year and he was slow starting. Hopefully, obviously, if we get offensive things moving, those problems are long gone that's a rope yeah. right steel shoe was he was wearing some type of special shoe last year Is yeah that what he was? had he had an injury going in so he was playing with a steel plate for the first like four weeks in his shoe okay. or something like that which definitely will affect your 
cuts sure. and things like that. Um, so yeah, that was great. We had a first down. That was the first touchdown drive. We just kept scoring. Honestly, the four. four for the full first quarter, um, let's see the defense. I just I, then the defense came back just three and out, right? I just had Watt LMAO, like <laughs> so funny. Like <laughs> he still gets a sack. Like the defense though was getting after it early and often. That's for sure. Like the defensive line put pressure on Atlanta the entire game. There was one guy who really stood out to me uh, on a couple reps, actually. Landon Roberts was looked like he shot out of a cannon up the middle on a couple run plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, up the middle, I think it was still probably the third team guys by the time he got the sack. But, I mean, that guy looked fast. Uh, and the way that we have the linebackers room filled out now, the inside guys, you yes. can kind of play mix and match. And if that's, that, that's his job and that's what they want him to do, he can fill that role very well. Yeah, it's super uh... – refreshing to see the depth chart and wonder who's going to be the cuts on the linebacker side and certain other position groups which we'll talk about here in a a few i just right now when recording i I just saw something right before we recorded said they're going to be announcing some cuts here soon and so obviously things are going to change before the season starts so maybe some tuesday's the deadline right league wide yes so um That'll be nice to see. I think, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I also put down a note here about special teams. Calvin Austin has been great. Mm-hmm. It's so great to see somebody returning the ball. Returning the ball. Like, yep. that's it. That's the sentence. That's At one it. point, I was waiting for him to start calling fair catches, and he said, no, I'm not doing it. He I, just kept returning punts. It was great. <laughs> and uh, I think the one time it wasn't Gunner. Uh, I can't remember. Somebody else returned a kick or a punt. No, it was a kick. Um, because a punt would have been him. So it must have been the other guy out there. And it sucked. I'm like, don't let that guy catch the ball. Like, we know who is, is our guy. So it's great seeing him out there. It's great seeing him involved. So, man, 10 yards seems like the greatest gift in the world at this point with some of our recent struggles. And hopefully... It, it seemed like we had great coverage as well, you know, yeah, on the, the whole, other, team. The whole yeah. special teams the, as a unit. So I looked for us to improve in that uh, that field. It's been a weakness a little bit with our team the last few years, and Tomlin's a smart enough coach that I figured we were going to correct that in some form, you know. You also got a inside the five punt at a Presley Harvin. So yes, uh, so I guess we're doing finally this. some growth. Yeah. We're doing this again. I yeah, we're gonna we're hopefully. Gonna do it again. I think he was a lot better. He got better last mm-hmm. season. Um, you definitely saw less of the missed, <laughs> just complete missed punts. 20-yard punts, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just called those a miss, I guess, because you could probably throw a deeper interception, to be honest. Right. Um, but um, I, I'm i just going to stay optimistic. I don't know enough about punting, so hopefully he figured something out, and we got the big man out there punting because it's fun to root for him. Well, they brought in some competition for him, and mm-hmm. then, you know, iron sharpens iron, so hopefully that helped make him better over the course of the preseason and we get the best version of uh, of a guy that we spent a draft pick on. Yeah. I also made a note here. We had They had a screen to Najee at one point, and I think um, – I'm curious to see how we utilize him in the screen game. He caught a lot of passes mm-hmm. in college, and I always thought that he's got great hands, and I would like to see him involved in the uh, screen game 
less than just these checkdowns that we've kind of seen out of necessity or, oh man, nobody can make a play or get the ball down the field. So we just, you know, it's just been garbage. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him in some like valuable touches, I guess is more so healthy, hopefully. Yeah. You bring up a really interesting point because the roles, the way that you would expect Najee to be the power and, mm-hmm. uh, and Warren to be the, the offset Warren would be the one that you'd expect to see more yeah. passes out of the backfield probably. Yeah. Uh, but, and Warren runs, he runs hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they almost are the opposite. It reminds me of like, uh, man, I can't even think right now. I'm thinking like like LT and like Sproles or something like Goofy, but I guess Sproles caught a lot of passes. But he ran hard early in his career. Mm-hmm. Like he was kind of like that guy, like head down, just go. Um, I, I'm just, uh, I think that. Yeah, I think the running back tandem is going to be awesome. That's just it. I'm really excited about that going forward. I think I've also brought up the Najee stuff. I want to see him get outside more. You know, I, I, it's one thing I've brought up multiple times to you, I know, is like it's the Derrick Henry comparison, whereas Derrick Henry's that big guy, but all of his big plays are him cutting it to the outside. He's a really great outside runner. Yeah, he He's not well. that fantastic up the middle. He's not, for being as huge as he is, it, it, that's a, a that's kind of an older role in the NFL. Like you can't just get two point five yards to carry well, anymore, and everybody be okay are with it. Bouncing off Derrick Henry, he's bouncing outside is the yes, direction that exactly. he's going with it. But uh, Najee's kind of a similar where he had a lot of success in college on the outside, just the same. So hopefully he finds some more opportunity. That might have to do with him having that steel plate in his foot, whatever, whatever, (laughs) whatever, last season. So we're moving on to this season. I'm excited to see the running back group. That's for sure. Uh, I had a few other notes. I don't know if you had anything else about the game. I just had a few things that I was noticing uh, shout out James Daniels that was one of my big notes um, that dude's put in a lot of work and where the team drafts your replacement it's tough to put your head down and go to work and get better mm-hmm. and, and make it so that you that's still your job um, you know Broderick Jones will have his day mm-hmm. but today's not that day so shout out James Daniels for for getting it done yes I I had a note saying just disciplined. I feel like the penalties have been down, and the same with the team looking ready to play every game. It it feels like everybody's on the same page on this team. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Nick Herbig, yeah, we got mm-hmm. we got to do a minute on Nick Herbig too mm-hmm. because that guy for fourth round pick mm-hmm. out of Wisconsin. Uh, you know, I believe so. Tom will tell you they love doing business with Wisconsin. Yes, and and, and they do it a lot. Mm-hmm. And Herbig looks like he's got the chance to be special uh, for some undersized guy. Got all the moves, and he's just picking up new moves every day. You know, what been in camp for a couple months, and right. has some of TJ Watt's best moves combined Definitely. with some of Cam, Cam Hayward's best moves already. It looks like yes, the, the bend, the burst, all of it. There's so many. I love seeing any guy we get from the Big Ten. You know, the Steelers. It seems like so simple, and I don't understand why more teams in our region don't copy the strategy. But like. These guys being used to playing on these gritty teams in the elements, Cold weather, yep. it just makes a better football player. That's, yeah, it, it's it works every single time. So I've definitely seen a lot about him in just the defensive line, the depth with the linebackers, the line, the defensive depth in general. Depth in general is amazing. Yeah. So I also had Connor Hayward. They were really getting him involved at one point. He's so interesting to me. They. He was catching passes. He was running the ball at one point. 
playing fullback at one point. So I don't understand what his role is. I guess he can still be on special teams as well. So maybe he's just the utility guy, but they were giving him a lot of reps at running back. I don't know if you saw that. I, I didn't see him get any reps at running back, but mm-hmm. he's definitely going to contribute on special teams. I'm trying to think. They had a, a running back early two th- or a fullback early 2000s that they we used to give the ball to a lot. That uh, that it remind me a lot if they started you know just some dive dive plays that kind of stuff. He's gritty, man. He's tough and he moves the pile forward. So I don't have a problem with them finding some touches for a guy that gives you know a spell to some other players right and i mean he's caught he's had obviously had the one touchdown he i've seen him catch passes in games in good moments so you know if he's gonna make a play why not keep those guys around regardless of the nepotism (laughs) (laughs) tomlin asking the sidelines if anyone else has a little brother yeah (laughs) so funny um i don't know have you paid a lot of attention to the backup quarterback battle i don't know who you prefer at this point i don't know who i prefer uh i prefer trubisky yeah but yeah i think that's just because we're both tired of seeing we're tired of mason but i feel like mason's probably the better guy for the job at this point trubisky's not done anything in a steelers uniform impressive to me yet really so not that Mason's done a lot, but I don't know. I, I don't know. It's gross all around. I think you could do, I don't know, by, by the end of this season, Kenny might not really need a mentor much anymore either. So I don't know what you would do in that room behind him to help him, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm more just if we needed somebody to play, who like who do we want? Who True. would we prefer yeah. to trot out there? Because we've seen it. It was ugly. We started the year last year with it. And we've started plenty of games with Mason Rudolph, so I don't know. I think Rudolph, from what I've seen him play, he seems a little bit more comfortable again. Obviously, preseason and stuff, but it's been quite the journey for him to come back around to playing efficient football. So it would be interesting to see if he could be a solid backup from years to come or something along those lines or get another opportunity because Earl Thomas ruined his life and Miles Garrett doubled down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right well, that's all out all i have for the atlanta game so yeah, let's uh, move on i think to, it's a great uh, easy transition preview? yeah just same as the quarterback group i think it's an easy transition into just talking about this team and just well i'd like to talk a little bit more about like what we were looking forward to going into the season before we preview the first week just preseason as general i had a couple more notes i just wanted to cover um the wide receiver group, I'm super excited about the wide receiver group. Um, and I also think that the tight end position, I meant to touch on this with the Connor Hayward, worked very, very deep at tight end. Yeah. They're so gonna, they're we got Muth. Cutting Gentry, I think. Because cutting Gentry. Just, that's, it's tough, though, right? Because he, he's been so solid for mm-hmm. so long. and He's just with Darnell Washington's skill set. You you have the guy that you know the, to do the job that Gentry would do. And then you have Hayward, which technically doesn't could just qualify as our special teams player, whatever the odd man. But uh, yeah, for I'm somebody's gonna get cut, that's for sure. So it's not gonna be the rookie, and it's not gonna be Muth. So I guess it just leaves Gentry as the odd man out. Yep. Maybe practice squad around or something like that. But he's I feel like he's he reminds me of I feel like the Steelers always have a tight end like him. 
around. Yeah. Like, like you could have told me he's been on the team since 2003, and I would have probably just been okay with it. The whole city has just assumed that every white tight end is Heath Miller since 2003. So Yeah, but even in the Heath days, I feel like we always just had one odd dude that would catch, like, <laughs> two passes during the season. But when he did, it was awesome. Like, yeah, big man with the football. <laughs> but yeah, that like I I I guess yeah, Gentry's the odd man out, and like the wide receiver room's great, which is my point. I I'm looping back to the wide receivers to point out that Gunner, I cannot say his last name. Olszewski. Osh- I don't care to learn it. <laughs> is he going to be the wide receiver five? He's not. He's not even going to make the team. That's what I, I think. It's going to be fine. I think it's going to be fine. I prefer. I prefer Miles Boykin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, at least he's had some success in doing things. Honestly, like, I forgot Miles Boykin was still on the team. I was thinking, like, Cody White, they just released. I'm like, thinking if we need another return guy, let's just take him <laughs> instead because Gunner, and this is his whole career. Like, he basically is a special teams guy, yeah. which hasn't been good Mm-mm. or been injured. But then we trot him out there on offense and try to do these sweeps with him, whatever. It's gross every single time. I think it just – every time I get see him on the field, I, it infuriates me because I don't understand how he is on the team or in the NFL. He's been in the NFL for I think this is his fifth or sixth year. He basically did return duties. He sucked at that. Thank God we got somebody that can move the ball now. That's great. But this is his career. In his career, he only has 14 catches and 14 rushes. In his whole career. Why is he on a roster? What is he doing? He's a gym rat, man. Like, what is he doing He's a gym rat, dude. to make this team every year? We're talking about cutting our, my boy Gentry? <laughs> and Gunner's going to be around? Are you kidding yeah. me? No. I won't stand for it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't stand yeah. for it. I had a I had a little note about Kendrick Green. Um, oh, that's be the easiest cut of all time. Sadly, I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing his name. Yep. I'm over it, man. You don't come. First of all, the way he was drafted to try to be forced into this pouncy replacement. I get it. It's yeah. not all his fault. It's not all his fault. But to come in, try to be that guy, wear his number. And suck as bad as he has is not good. I think I was reading that he's been playing a little better at guard, but even still, it's like, I, I don't know. There was at one point, there was this big rumor mill in the preseason about him taking snaps at practice at fullback. fullback. Yeah. And which was so funny. And they didn't even do it in a single game. So he must not have been the great at that. Obviously, we're focused on the fullback position, but that's why I think it might just be Connor Hayward, honestly. Maybe that's where what that turns into because I'm I'm going to say this kind of quietly, but like I'm kind of glad the other Watts not on the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't make don't make TJ mad. Yeah, I don't want to like he's fine. He's a great guy, you know, but like at the same time, yeah, I, I was getting old. So I think having a good uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have a good fullback on the team, you know, or even if it's because you traditionally a lot of teams don't do it as much as they used to. But if you have a guy like Connor Hayward who can catch passes as well as take some reps at running, why not? You know, especially if he likes hitting guys. So that's great. I think, yeah, it, it, the fullback position is, is what it is. Line him up in the I form and just <laughs> let him lead, dude. I get running it. back blast. Yep. Running back blast. Do it. <laughs> That's my Madden play forever. 
Didn't pay Samalu for nothing, man. Yeah. So, like, that's – offensive line, I don't know if you you have anything else about them, but I think the offensive line should be much improved. Um, yeah, looking for look forward to Kenny getting some protection. Spencer Anderson versatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, rookie – Rookie guy playing all over the line early yep. and looks good at a lot of spaces. So, yeah, that really makes the Kendrick Green thing all that much easier. Yes, definitely. So hopefully we get our boy Kenny some more protection. We're Obviously, everybody and their mom has talked about Kenny Pickett and his development and what we're excited about with that. Um, I can't wait to see him play. Let's see what the kid has. It's time, you know. So the pressure's on, that's for sure. You know, you don't, you don't get many... You don't get a lot of passes in the city of Pittsburgh, so it's like, let's see what you got, you know. Defensively, I'm pretty excited about some of our additions. Uh, do you – you could go first if you want. I feel like I dominated with all my takes there on the offense. No, it's uh, – so I think we've even gotten to some of the defense. You know, we talked about Definitely. Landon Roberts. Mm-hmm. We talked about Nick Herbig. Um, you know, those were the guys that I really – that stood out to me. Okay. Uh, obviously – it's it's crazy to me to see somebody the size of Joey Porter Jr. covering because we've yeah. just been so bad at in the secondary for for so long. Um, at the corner position where a guy lines up and is bigger than the receiver is yeah. such a refreshing change of for pace. For once, we didn't take the small fast guy and hope we could figure it out. Right. Uh, I'm super excited about the secondary. I think adding hopefully if he can stay on the field adding Patrick Peterson could be a sneaky great depth move we're obviously hoping best case scenario he turns into like the Joe Hayden 2.0 because that experiment was phenomenal I already like that he's kind of taken it upon himself to be the mouthpiece like he's I feel like I haven't seen a ton of interviews from Steelers players because I've seen a million Patrick Peterson quotes like Good. To absorb that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. you're you know what you're supposed to do day in day out. Let the young guys focus on learning what they're supposed to be learning, and right. and so even that simple thing that probably doesn't make any difference to a lot of folks, I see it and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I think the veteran leadership is important in general. The team is young. Mm-hmm. This team all around is young. You know, so any of those guys that we can get in there, especially real pros like he is, uh, that's great. And just experience wise with yeah, the, like been around forever. think about think about being a rookie and coming into the league and the type of guys you would want to play with to learn from he's up on the list that's for sure the guy's been great so i don't think he has to be patrick peterson of old to be valuable to our team you know we we've done a good job of bringing in we have obviously joe porter jr we're excited about him we traded for uh or I think we traded for KZ last year. He seems like he's going to start. Minka we traded for. So, like, I love this approach that we've kind of had in the last few years where we haven't figured things out drafting-wise. And obviously we're super optimistic about Joey Porter Jr. But realistically, if you look at our cornerbacks, we signed or traded for a lot of these guys. You know, Levi Wallace, uh, who was um, – why am I drawing a blank? The guy we got from the Chiefs a few years ago, he was solid. So, like, yeah, it just – I think that's been the new approach, and it's been just fine. You know, I'm going to miss Cam Sutton. I liked him as a player. I thought he was solid, but I think the secondary is just fine how it is. I think that was a, a Kevin Colbert thing, right? So Kevin Colbert didn't have a lot of success drafting the position, mm-hmm. so he adjusted, and he found other ways to bring in guys that maybe didn't cost quite so much in the event that they blew up. So smart of him to minimize his weaknesses, um, but I do think that, Andy Weidel, uh, you know, Omar Khan. Yep. These guys are doing a much better job of talent evaluation top to bottom at all positions. Yes. And 
I think that's the number one reason that, you know, if, if they thought that they were going to get something of better value than Joey Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. at the top of the second round in the draft, they would have taken it. But yep. it would have been really hard to find equal value for a guy that, with that skill set, it's always kind of stunned me how you know, Mike Tomlin's original background was coaching secondary in Minnesota. Yeah. And so for that to be one of the, the areas that we've had holes at for a lot of his tenure is like, man, how is that possible? But it's very interesting. You're, you're it's, only it's, one guy, right? Yeah, and obviously you take on a different role when you become the head coach. So it is different. It's still you would expect that to be the least of your worries mm-hmm. when it comes to coaching. Granted, I can only imagine trying to deal with some of the coaching things through the Antonio Brown years and other things where it's like, yeah, maybe I can't go out here and try and figure out what's going on with – uh, Artie Burns, <laughs> but like I gotta go talk to Antonio Brown again. Like tell him to get off Instagram. Yes. Like when Mike Tomlin <laughs> took this job, Instagram wasn't a thing. Like yeah. <laughs> the where he started to where he's at now, the world is different altogether. I still love. Uh, I love our defensive line. I think Ogunjobi was a great addition. I yeah. I, I think he's solid, um, especially because we have these rotational guys now. Um, you have. Cam obviously coming back, and then in the middle we have the rookie Ben. But Adams Adams has been solid. He's not great, but he's been a great rotational piece. He filled in last year. I thought he was just fine, honestly, and deserved to start at, at basically by the end of the year. So those guys are great. You have TJ as our outside linebacker, and then Highsmith coming back is great. I mean, it's I'm super excited to see what he has to offer because it's a stark contrast to Bud Dupree who used to play opposite of TJ Watt. Mm -hmm. Whereas when TJ wasn't around, Bud didn't have success and still didn't. But last year when TJ wasn't the best and even played injured, you can see that Highsmith still was a great player. He led the league in forced fumbles. Did you know that? I didn't until you told me. I was I was actually a little disappointed with the season of Highsmith until you actually sent me the stats, and I said, dang, that's a pretty good season for a guy that now is being the focus of of offensive lines shutting down the pass rush. 14 and a half sacks and five forced fumbles. We also, like linebacker, we added Quan Alexander. I'm excited about it. It's just another body in there. I, I'm... I love this approach of bringing in some of these vets. I mm-hmm. think for a long time, we got really... Well, we didn't have any money. Honestly, that's what a lot of it was. For a long time, we were forced to just take either bottom-of-the-barrel guys or we had to just homegrown talent. And not to say we don't do that, but now we at least have a little bit more money to play around with, which is refreshing. So I think that's the nice thing about being able to add some of these guys. And even it's still the Steelers. Like, Quan. It's just them taking a risk on a guy. They know the talent's there. Let's see what he can do. So you kind of light that flame again. I'm here for it. Like, and it, those are the type of guys that end up making a difference on your team. You know, whether it's a depth piece and stepping in at a good time, or just flat out starting. I don't know. I'm not gonna miss Miles Jack or any of the. If I, I was excited for Miles Jack last year too, and I've already after seeing the difference in the way that Quan Alexander's played the position versus right. what we got out of Miles Jack last year. Yes, Quan Alexander looks like his hair's on fire, dude. It. it and Schobert before that, it, like I don't want, yeah, don't give, me, don't give me another Jacksonville linebacker. I don't want him. <laughs> like keep him out of well, my face. Miles Jack just retired after signing. You know, signed, was out of work, signed with Philly for a couple weeks, and then just retired before the season starts. So it didn't look like he was going to make the roster. Interesting. Yeah, I, I've. 
that dude fell from grace quickly. Yeah, he did. That was definitely uh, that was interesting. I think um, yeah, just as the just as the defense, I'm excited. I love the defense. I'm a sucker for a good defense. We like the Steelers. We want to see. Here's what we want to see. We want to see us run the ball. We want to see our defense hit. That's right. <laughs> and we want to score touchdowns. Bring your lunch pail. Yeah, yeah we want to score touchdowns. You know, we win games. So I don't care if it's six to three or fifty six to four, you know? However we gotta win. That's two safeties. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, moving forward, it is literally almost football time. I know. We still got a little bit of a wait, I think uh got two weeks still. Yeah, we still we're two weeks out, but number one, I'm excited that we don't have to play the first game of the year. I remember the first what we had to get stomped by the Patriots that one year that sucked mm-hmm. imagine waiting a whole year to watch your favorite team play and they just get literally owned on the first game of the NFL season and I threw that party the one year that the Ravens blew the Steelers out 40 something to 10 <laughs> yes like. yep that didn't go well either so yeah those um it's nice to maybe we can just have a regular game <laughs> yeah I'm not doing anything I'm sitting at home mm-hmm. definitely I'm uh so we're playing the 49ers week one yeah um, I don't know what to expect out of the 49ers this year. Obviously, it's week one, so we don't know what to expect out of any team. Did you know Bosa's holding out? No. Yeah, dude, Bosa's holding out because they okay. haven't been. He's, he's negotiating Go on. a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're already down their scariest piece on defense. A real shame. Even if he walks in the door sometime oh, between yeah. now and then, he ain't going to be in football shape. Don't root for injuries, but it'd be a real shame if somebody's hamstring started acting up. Ah, see, I wasn't even good at all I'm just that. Joking. I'm just joking. The Debo <laughs> Samuels is going to be hurt week one because that's just what he does. Yeah. Uh, that's just me being angry about fantasy football, though. So, <laughs> Mike. Uh, offensively, they traded Trey Lance. That was recent. Yeah. So this happened yesterday, I, the day before. I guess it's the dirty Purdy, right? Yep. And I guess he hasn't looked that good. I mean, I haven't watched any of it personally. Just full disclosure. But the mm-hmm. things I'm seeing, beat reporter, beat reports, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, didn't look all that impressive. So we'll we'll see. I mean, he's he's also a young guy mm-hmm. that was f- thrust into a tough spot last year. I wouldn't be surprised at all if you see more of a leveling out of what you would expect from a young quarterback. It's it's not going to be so easy. You know, he looked great last year, but it's not always going to be roses, man. Uh, the NFL's it's kind of finicky like that, where you can have short term success, but the real tricky part is making a career out of it. You know, we've seen a lot of guys flash. A lot of guys think about it over the years. Tommy Maddox. At one point, I thought he was going to lead our team to a Super Bowl. Luckily, he got hurt. And yeah. Big Ben won the Super Bowl for us. <laughs> well, he almost lost the first one for us, but you know I digress. Either way, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that it's hard. The NFL is a tough sport, but that's why you praise those guys that have the consistency they do. It it's easy to say Ben Roethlisberger was a good quarterback, but really like to be consistent over the years and and be competitive every single year. I don't know. It's just, you have to hit all the right things, training, the mindset, all of it's got to hit. I'm curious if overall, so for me, I've for the last five years or so, as long as Shanahan's been in San Francisco, I've thought that John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan combination is one of the best front office coach combos in the league. Mm -hmm. Does the Trey Lance thing, the way that that's shaken out kind of change your perspective and the way that you view that that tandem i think uh no i think well i'll say this i think shanahan 
he's kind of gotten he's he's gonna start he's slowly starting to fall out of grace right and for a while he was just praised because he's super innovative his his offense is great uh, he's had experience with quarterbacks in the past but it's a it's problematic when you are that guy that is supposed to know that position because then the expectations are that much bigger when, mm-hmm. and especially when you take a risk like they did I can't fault them for taking a risk I think that was was and is still kind of part of the trend now teams are a little more risky than they used to be but at the time you saw the rams were just going bananas like doing whatever to trade and everybody's like why can't we do this too (laughs) and like (laughs) let's go for it you know like we don't have to follow these rules either so i don't blame them for taking a risk especially if they thought it was their guy and and obviously their plans for him did not work out but i see why he was appealing to them just from the running perspective the picks never made sense to me it still doesn't i mean he a lot it was a lot for a guy you didn't know a lot about who didn't play a ton in college right yeah so it doesn't make sense it makes sense that they were trusting their guy but yeah i'd have to say he's fallen from grace quite a bit that that both of those guys yeah the 49ers are a i mean they're they're one of the teams i think of like a staple of the nfl you know mm-hmm. they're they're not somebody that goes away for a long time and stays away they typically come back around yep. every so often so they're whatever's going on it'll be short-lived whether that's if they continue with shanahan and lynch or move on but i know that that organization expects success that's for sure absolutely so that's the exciting part i love some of these old school matchups like that you know 49ers steelers just feels old it feels football you know like it just does so nfc afc matchup we're at home right yeah, yeah, it's in Pittsburgh. So we're in Pittsburgh, the the home opener. Nothing like it, Acrisure, Acrisure Stadium. Acrisure. I uh, hey, I was uh, fun fact. I was in Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago, and I on the northeast west side. I don't know. I don't know directions, but on one side there's still some ketchup bottles, and that just makes you feel good about it. <laughs> it's nice that we've salvaged some of that relationship, because it just still. I know just uh, it's it's just stadiums and it's obviously advertising, but calling something a name your whole life and then changing is is it's never fun, especially nah. when it's boring. It would have been cool if something cool bought it, like I don't know another food like Pepsi or something. Like you know you can drink the Pepsi and then that's what we do. We had ketchup. Now they seem to be getting worse. Like yeah, I, I it's like all on, financial institutions. I, yeah, and stuff. I turned on the Chiefs Browns preseason game earlier, and I, I always forget that Arrowhead is now called G E H A Stadium. Like, my wife asked me, "What's that stand for?" I'm like, "I don't. It's insurance company. That's all I know. Like, couldn't tell you." When we did our change, I actually came up with a good idea, and I don't understand why more people don't do it. Where they they should just name the field and then sponsored by or. Yeah, something think, along I, those lines. Like, I think you're starting to see that. Like more it should in be college. like Rooney Field, sponsored by whatever, or it, or it could be Akisher Rooney Field or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I think there's you could have some longevity for like what your names are because I can imagine like Lambo Field, <laughs> like Lambo not being Lambo. You know, it's just right. like obviously the Packers are set up a little differently as an organization, but. It's really the same cool thing. Way, by the way, definitely. Awesome. Oh, speaking of stadiums, not to get too much of on a tangent, but tangent, but we do like football. Have you been seeing this thing about Atlanta? I guess it is relevant because we just played play, uh, played Atlanta, and I think they even talked about it on the broadcast, like how cheap their food is. 
It was like $20 worth of food at the Atlanta Stadium. It was like pizza pizza. It was like it. chicken tenders, fries, pizza. It was so much food. But if it's Sunday, you still can't get Chick-fil-A. You still can't get Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I just love uh, – so to tie it in with what we are talking about, how these uh, – Big financial institutions are buying these stadiums, are sponsoring the stadiums now. It's like we have Mercedes Benz, <laughs> yeah, like literally a a premium car, and they sell the cheapest food there, which is great. I love that. I think there should be more. Man, you have to have fans. You gotta have fans, and Can't I don't do care. It them. I I've always stood on that. I know it's easy to say from this side because I'm not running the business, but what you do as a fan showing up going like paying for the tickets driving there anything you do to go see a game like the least of your worries should have to be is whether or not you can afford to grab you know a beer and some popcorn for less than twenty dollars especially since it's so easy for us to you know my setup at home your setup here it's yes. so easy to go watch a game in your basement in your comfort zone mm-hmm. it takes effort and costs a lot of money to go and support uh, a team like that. And I so. love I love going to games, but I prefer watching from home so I can see everything. You mm-hmm. know, I, I try to get to a game every year, and I love it. I love going down there. It's so much fun every single time, but it's a lot. It's a lot, and it's it it does derive from some of the enjoyment of just a football Sunday a little bit because there's so much that goes into it. So I don't know. Maybe it's my old man take and just like it's nothing's going to change, but I think it's refreshing to see some better stadium prices. We should have at least been given like a free ketchup or something. Yeah. Just hand me a 64 ounce on the way out the door. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. I always think too, how awesome it would be to win like the 50 fifties there. Oh yeah. It'd be a good uh, one. Oh my gosh. Every time that's like the dream, right? You just go get drunk at a stadium and then you wake up and you're like, I think I won $50,000 last night. Our buddy Bob hit with a block of people in their section at the oh, Browns man. game a few years back. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I've always wondered if anybody actually wins those. It's just like any sweepstakes or whatever. Yep. I would actually like to go um, – I'm going to try to make it to a game this year, but they do um, tours – regularly throughout the uh, off season and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're only on the weekend, so I didn't get to do one when I was down there, but I am going to plan a time to go back through it because I don't know if I got to go inside the stadium stadium when I was younger. We went on a trip oh, to yeah, Pittsburgh. Field trip. Did you yeah. get to go? Yeah, I did that. Okay, I didn't know It was like which... brand new. I don't even think they played a game there yet when we went. Okay, because I think when they were building it when my sister went, so she had to go to Cleveland. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> brutal. I know. Sucks to be tough. That sucks. Uh, but so when I went, uh, we got to go tour the stadium, and I think I would love that even more as an adult. You know, there's nothing makes me more just in my own natural element. I, I want to say almost childlike love is just like watching football, especially watching the Steelers. I watched every moment of every game, even when we're losing. You got to watch to the end, see what's going on. So I will be watching Week One, of course. Um, yeah, 49ers, I, I have a win in the game. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I like, I like the Steelers to win by a touchdown or more, yeah. uh, without their best piece on defense. I, I feel like the Steelers can utilize all three phases uh, mm-hmm. from what we've seen with the, the way that everything just clicks complimentary football as Mike likes to say, as coach Tomlin likes to say, yes. uh, Complimentary football, and that's if we're bringing that. Compliments football. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think I'm just – I want to see us get – I just want to see us start fast. I know things aren't going to be – it's not going to be a well-oiled machine. The NFL, it always takes a few weeks to see everything rolling. Yeah, to figure out who's I know we're excited about what we just saw. We're hoping to bring that momentum into the regular season, but I think they had like 17 days off. So – 
just like a bye week, you know, yep. it just it's not going to transfer like that. Plus, we have a lot of new pieces, and regular season action is going to be different. Like all the commentators mentioned against the Falcons, it wasn't their starters. Well, we're ready for the starters. <laughs> I don't care. So hopefully, we just see the growth and we get out, dis- stay disciplined, start fast, score some points, have fun. The Niners do have the Troy Polamalu 2.0 in Hufanga. Uh, <laughs> that guy plays the position well. He's all over the place, too. Uh, I like the way he hits. I like the way he runs. It yep. does remind me of Troy a little bit. It will be interesting to see defensively. It will be a good test. In a, uh, you know, We're not so hot on Purdy, but if you have Debo and McCaffrey out there, it would be interesting to see how we game plan against them mm-hmm. and kind of get some of these guys active and show off some of our speed, hopefully. I mean, that's kind of been... That's important, you know, pressure and speed on the outside, hopefully. Well, see, I feel like the acquisition of McCaffrey really makes them easier to game plan for because really? you're not going to you're not going to hand the ball to Debo eight times a game the way that you were before you got that elite level running back. So you, I, I just don't think Debo's been as effective as a receiver whenever he's not also getting the touches out of the backfield. That's what really shot his value through the ceiling is whenever he was doing that work well. Um, so yeah, I, I think that it's probably easier to game plan for. Yeah, you, you're they're still going to manufacture touches for him mm-hmm. uh, in I different think ways. Conversely, but. they might since they didn't like they might come back to that just because they've had so much success and that's been like the fantasy. I guess is like, oh my God, McCaffrey and Debo, who's going to get the ball? You know, either of them could catch it or run it or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see just how we can contain them. I mean, as just as a player, McCaffrey is. He's great. He's a great player. He's been a great running back for his career. You know, I think I've ate my words on him multiple times at this point. I'm not going to slander him or pretend he's not that guy until he shows that because he eats. That's for sure. That guy gets yards and he scores touchdowns and he catches passes. So hopefully we got a guy that can stick with him and maybe somebody will stand out. I don't know. It's going to be a great first test, at least from those two uh, standpoints. Who else do they have receiver? Ayuk. Ayuk's supposed to be – he's the up-and-coming name, right? He's supposed to yeah, be Yeah, he was receiver. good down the stretch last mm-hmm. year. Um, did the thing with him and him and Coach Shanahan a couple years ago where he just seemed like he was in the doghouse from the start of the year. Yeah. And he's been getting – it took a little bit of time after that for him to get back in good graces, I think. But since then, he's been doing much, much better. Most definitely. I – um. Yeah, I, I think it would be a great test for us. And Kittle. Yeah, you got Kittle. Kittle as one of the best blocking tight ends in the game. And then Most also, definitely. If you give him the ball in space, he's an animal. So That's interesting about the Bosa thing. I'm going to definitely be uh, keeping that in mind. Um, yeah, definitely. So, obviously, we're excited about that game. Are there any other games that you're excited for? Uh, excited to see. Uh, the AFC North is going to be so tough this year. So mm-hmm. just trying to keep an eye on the division all year. So um, Bengals Browns week one is okay. So that's a big one, right? Yeah, because Joe is not good against the Browns. Joe mm-hmm. Burrow has has not been good against the Browns career wise so far. Plus coming off the not getting a lot of work early in the season, yep. how he's going to look. Dude, I, I watched Watson today and <laughs> happy feet scrambles throwing at people's feet. It just did not look comfortable. Go off. Yeah, dude, maybe. Come on. I, Give it to me. I just, he, doesn't, he doesn't look like a guy that you want him to look like. You had you had all last season. Mm-hmm. Not all last season. He was there the early part of the season as they were installing things. And then he comes back and you still don't have a good idea. It looked like the same offense that you were asking Jacoby Brissett to run. Yeah. Which, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But there should still be some plays that accentuate the things that Deshaun Watson does well, that Jacoby Brissett doesn't do well. Correct. And I haven't seen any of that. Hmm. None of it. Um 
either in the last six games last year or, you know, the two drives I watched today. Right. <laughs> in fairness, it was two it drives was I saw today. It was enough. But they didn't play him in Philly. I was I was tuned in trying to watch him play in Philly because yeah. I was hearing that he did not look good in practice against the Eagles. And then why wouldn't you start him? Right. I understand that you guys played in the, in the Hall of Fame game, so you're not going to have extra work for, you know, because you guys right. are one of the teams that have the extra game. Yeah. But if the guy didn't look good against the the practice squad, why aren't you going to run him out there against the, the starters for a, a series or two and see if maybe with the all of his compliments he can fare a little bit better? It just seems to me like they're hiding, you know, they don't want to admit a mistake before they have to, but I haven't seen anything that makes me think that's a good investment yet. Well, it's the problem is, is they're so married to him. For better or worse, it's going to be... Watson moving forward so it'll be whether or not they get a new coach next year yeah. depending on the success this uh-huh. year so that's going to be interesting to keep in a little eye on um, I haven't heard as much from the Browns fans this year they've been a little bit more quiet than normal I don't know if it's just situational and like maybe I've avoided them more than, than in the past but uh, typically there's a little more hype <laughs> like everybody's like I think they've just been hurt so many times I'll be curious to see if it doesn't go well this year if Andrew Barry is also safe is safe mm. because I do I do feel like Andrew Barry's a good GM. Yeah. I feel like he's good at evaluating talent. I feel like he does a good job with the cap. That you know they continue to be one of the league leaders in cap space. But that you know is, is you could say the opposite. Of, you know, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. Anyway, um, if Andrew Barry is not held accountable by ownership for the Deshaun Watson yes. situation, you know, if ownership says, well, we were the ones that said go do that, so we're going to give him a break. I don't feel like it would be the end of the world. However, if they have to hit the reset button altogether because Jimmy Haslam says no, that was his call, or he, you know, right. holds him accountable for it, that, that that reset, you know, they'll be at the end of a ten-year contract by the time. Yeah, that's that reset button is hit and re- does all the way. People get older fast, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's just the business now. GMs are kind of married to their quarterbacks because the success is directly correlated to your quarterback play. Unfortunately, that's just the way the league is. I mean, you have your exceptions every year, certain teams here and there. But if you want longevity, you need a quarterback. And so when you go all in, if that was his call, that's going to be a problem. I agree. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. At Browns, Bengals, I hope it's a tie. So <laughs> Yeah, good, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> every, time, every time our division plays each other, it's like, yeah, I hope it's a tie. Ratbirds I, always lose. That's the hope for every, uh, every The Chiefs-Lions is the opener, and I'm kind of sad about it. I wish that game was later in the year because I'm excited to see what the Lions do this year. And I think just it being the first game... It seems kind of cruel. The Lions were a the, good team yeah, down the stretch yeah, last year. Just just gonna let them get the, the mud stomped out of them by the Chiefs on opening maybe night. Not, but, maybe not, but like most likely like we've... At this point, nobody should be expecting less from Mahomes and Reed. Like, like they're just going to come in and try to score 60 That's points. That's just it, man. If anybody's going to do it, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's going to have the team ready to I go. Wanna I, believe, like I want to believe maybe I'll bet the underdog on the game, but <laughs> it's it's not going to be a lot of money. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just – I wish that was that, – that feels like that would be a fun, like, week six or seven one that just, like, the Lions squeeze out this, like – Win so I, I'm excited to see the Lions this year. They were they they did well last year towards the end, and I like Campbell as a coach. So they seem like they've improved a lot. Um, Dolphins Chargers I think could be a good game. I just I think they're good teams, so should be interesting. At least some points in on the board uh, if both teams return to you know what they can be offensively. So 
obviously some material changes at on both teams, but you know, still exciting. I hopefully Tua's good to go. And I'm, I'm hearing that uh, the Dolphins have the what they believe is the best offer in for Jonathan Taylor, and that they think that they're only hmm. betting bidding against themselves, and so they're not going to sweeten it anymore. Who would? Well, who's their running back currently? Uh, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. are essentially okay, the backfield yeah, the old right now. 49ers guys. Yep. Yeah. They need. I don't understand that at all. They, they no. don't feel like a team that needs somebody that special. I feel like a committee worked just fine for them. Was their defense that good last year? Because I don't recall it being like stellar. And I would. Their offense has enough pieces, right? That if you had a good defense to go with it, you could essentially sell out like the Jets are doing. Because the yeah. Jets' defense is that kind of good, I think. Yes. Um. So they, you know, they're selling the farm to go get offensive pieces right now. Right. If if the Dolphins believe their defense is that good, I understand a little bit more. But I don't know that I agree that the defense is that level. I don't think it is just based on the fact of how the team fell off once the offensive production slowed down. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the season, they were hot out the gates. You know, you couldn't see anything but Waddle and Hill. Any fantasy. <laughs> It was just them burning down the gates, and that came to a screeching halt. Um, so if the defense was that good, I think it would have carried the team down the stretch a little more than it did. So I don't know. It's weird. The Jonathan Taylor thing is interesting in general, so we'll see where he goes. Running backs are so strange in the NFL. It's, yeah, man. it's a weird time And unfortunately, a lot of these guys didn't set a great uh, precedent for these guys getting paid, and I'm always a fan of the players getting paid, especially Lev. – Le'Veon Bell talking to you. Todd Gurley. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the list, Melvin Gordon, the yeah. list goes on. Yep. And, and it sucks whenever it comes to fruition right that like that because I believe these guys literally sacrifice their health to entertain us, and especially at the running back position. At that position, you're taking some of the most damage on the field. I don't want to see it become a thing of the past. So, like, get these guys paid even in the short term, even if it's their rookie deal, which some of the rookie deals now are crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it used to be standard. Like, nobody got a penny more than – what the rookie minimum was pretty much unless you were some first overall that was going to be the future of the team you weren't getting a special contract but even more and more now i see these guys with these funky rookie contracts it's interesting i don't know what you're referring to i don't know that i've seen a funky rookie con i thought they were all pretty structured as far as based on the slot right oh no who am i thinking of i'm gonna look i'm gonna figure it out for next time but it was somebody on the rookie deal was higher paid than one of the vets it just made no sense. That's strange because yeah. like the last collective bargaining, you know, the <clears throat> Sam Bradford was the last guy that like broke the bank at mm-hmm. quarterback, right? And everybody's been in a structured tier. I thing thought that was the since. case, but I saw that maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'll figure out who. It well, is. That's like so. Bosa's negotiation I mm-hmm. thought was interesting because the because he's still on his rookie contract, the team can rescind the fines that he's accrued from not showing up. Okay. And essentially still give him his money. Like, here, now we have an agreement. Here's the money that we were not paying you for not being here. (laughs) Um, But if you're negotiating, part of the collective bargaining agreement is if you're not on your rookie contract and you're Mm -hmm. holding out, they are not allowed to rescind those fines. You have to pay those dollars. Okay. So that's the only reason he's getting away with it is because it's still a rookie deal. I just, I don't understand the, I've still never understood that. I think if you have your guys, it shouldn't be that difficult to get deals done in the NFL. I understand teams being skeptical in certain situations being tough, but it all seems a little bit silly sometimes how it's so drawn out. Well, we all see now that there's, I I can't think of a situation where I heard 
that somebody wasn't able to restructure their contract to save cap space. That's all they do anymore. Like, yeah. so if you, if it's really just a matter of, yes, we like you, yes, we're willing to pay you this much. And the thing holding you back was, well, we still need to build a roster. Yep. Now you can, if you agree on a number, you put the guy, you put pen to paper and then you restructure it later. Yeah. The so, time, the time frame, the, the old big Ben. Yeah. Yeah. The old big Ben. We'll just go ahead and we're going to give you an extension. And we're going to give you a sweet bonus, signing, signing bonus, bonus yep. <laughs> and like, we're going to pay you that way. I mean, uh, you're completely correct. Contracts have changed. The old days, it used to be like, let's get this guy for as long as we can, and he's there for life. It doesn't work like that anymore. You know, the players have a lot more rights than they used to. So, uh, yeah, in that sense, it's totally different. So I, I don't understand why they do these dramatics. It feels like a power flex to me, if anything. But, uh, yeah, Dolphins Chargers good. Bills Jets, that's the last one. We want to see Aaron Rodgers play. Yeah. Bills should be good. So, yeah. Hope the Bills be good. Him. I think that's the Monday night game. So, that should be a good wrap-up yeah. to yeah, good opening cap to week. week one. Yeah, definitely. Super excited for football. Um, excited for fantasy football. Brett and I are in a fantasy league together that I run. And I got last place, so I got to redeem myself. Can't wait to see that calendar, buddy. It's going to be nice and cute. Uh, so many great pictures. <laughs> I got to finish it up still. Um, But yeah, so the standard is the standard. Brett, week one. I'm excited. Uh, We're going to try and put this podcast out every week. Yep. So um, yeah, I think we're we're still figuring out days it's going to drop, but we'll have it consistently every single week and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we'll have some socials for you guys next time so you can follow along. Most definitely. All right. Take it easy, guys. I don't think a lot about the things that I say, to be honest with you.